Welcome back to the Crooked Spine Show. Today's another talk with Rick Oldman. He's an expert physical therapist because he can teach it to his peers and the community so that we can understand it. He is a published author of manuals to help his colleagues and spread the word through his Fixing You series of self-help books for back pain, knee pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, elbow pain, and more. In addition, Rick promotes health as a speaker, podcaster, and social media expert. This new book from Rick Oldman is different. From what I have read so far, this book, Solving the Pain Puzzle, helps understand how Rick thinks when fixing pain. It seems to be a 10,000 feet bird's eye view of his experience, research, and knowledge that has helped him understand different aspects of one's pain. Read over his book in the over link has links to uh, his Amazon book purchase and first chapter, along with his links to his podcast, Instagram, Facebook, and more. In the last couple months that I've seen him, he's grown to put more and more stuff out there. So watch it on all the social medias, all right? Enjoy this talk, my friend. Have a great week. Again, links in the, podcast, in the show notes and links to over previous podcasts as both videos and on YouTube. Have a great week. All right, again, this is another show, Crooked Spine Show. I'm Dr. Tony Rakovic. I'm the host. This is Rick Olderman. He is my expert physical therapist, pain doctor, I'm going to say. And now he's written a book. He has a lot of, do you call them books or manuals, the fixing you method? What do you call those? Uh, books, yeah, manuals? I kind of call them just self-help books to help Self-help books, understand. right? Yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal material. He's my expert as therapist because he he's able to teach to his peers and to the community so it can be understood, which is hard for anyone to do for the most part, especially in healthcare. He is, like I mentioned, he's published author of many manuals and books and self-help books um, that spreads the word uh, through his fixing you method to really understand how to fix yourself for your back, your knee, your neck, your shoulders, your elbow, even more than that too. Now, and also he does promote himself through as a speaker, as a podcaster, and also on social media. Now he has a new book called Solving the Pain Puzzle, okay? This book is really, there it is, there it is. That point, this book is what has helped really understand who Rick is, how he thinks, and when he fixes people, how he how his thought process actually is. It seems to be a 10,000-foot bird's-eye view of his experience, his research, and knowledge that has helped him understand the different aspects of one's pain. So let's get right into it. I want to get through the overall topic, but I first want to understand, Rick, why did you write this book? Well, you know, uh, like you mentioned, I, I wrote my Fixing You Method books probably 10 to 15 years ago, Tony. And then over the years, I've gotten many, many comments on there. And there, and in those books, I more highlight the anatomy and biomechanics behind pain and this whole approach. And I have these little paid client connection stories that illustrate how I use that information to solve pain there. And I've gotten so many comments over the years about this. I thought, well, what if I just flip this on its head? Because a lot of people don't aren't into the biomechanics and anatomy. They, it just makes their their head swim. Yeah. I thought, well, what if? But you know, what if I made a book for those people who aren't into that kind of stuff but want to understand how they can solve their pain and how I help people solve difficult chronic pain cases? So, so that's why I, I wrote this book is for those people. Good, good, good. And it seems like it's different topics and understanding. That I have a little extra. We're not going to go through it of what, how pain 
symptoms can hide, things like that too. It gives people a visual somewhat of how pain works. And some people don't understand that. Again, taking that step back, that bird's eye view, so people understand where it comes from. And then as we understand is how do we help them get through that as a sometimes a good signal in our body, keep, our, keep your body to a healthier state in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, the comment I get from most people I help with chronic pain is that, you know, gosh, this seems so simple and logical. Why aren't other people, why aren't other practitioners using this type of approach? And it all really comes down to, and I mentioned this in the book, is that it's, it's our training to dial in on the small components that are damaged that are mm -hmm. causing pain. And so I, I don't know about chiropractic, but in physical therapy, I call this component thinking. We're trained okay. to, we have a million tests to identify which tissue is damaged. We have x-rays, we have MRIs. Oh yeah, here's all of these anomalies. But we have zero tests that tell why those things are damaged. And that's what I believe we're missing. And so when you can answer, and so I've developed this whole systems approach to solving pain, as Good. opposed to a component approach. It involves components, but you have to understand the system too. And so uh, anyway, uh, this is why it seems so simple and logical to solve pain for a lot of the people I help is because uh, other practitioners haven't been able to put this information together like this. And I've, I've had 20 years of putting this together and 20 years of talking about it. So I can move really quickly and I can say it very simply. And, and you know, wh why would I use a lot of medical terminology to confuse people, you know, when I can just say it simply so I can help people instead. And I think that's the key is you wanna help people. So we have, for us to help people, we have to have them understand what we're saying, not thinking like we would be to other colleagues or professionals for one too. And again, it's take, it's in every, every, every chiropractor, every physical therapist, every doctor is different. If they wanna spend the time and really care for the patient, they have to have that communication skill to help the patient understand. And by looking at the overall person's well being not just their injury point, at that point, understand what in their life may be causing the injury, at that point, correcting, helping them, not helping them, but guiding them through that so they can correct it on their own to make their body healthier, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. That's yeah, communication, that's, that's what it all comes down to. Well, it's not only communication, you have to be communicated in the right information, right? Exactly, okay. so you have to know. If you jump off the building, you'll correct everything, you'll be fine. <laughs> Right, good. exactly. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and going through your topics too, to get right into it in your book, what is the reveal chapter, the first chapter about, sir? Yeah, so that was, so the book builds from really simple things to more complex things. And the, the reveal chapter is about a little known muscle that I discovered in the knee that solved very unusual cases of knee pain. Uh, the first was a guy who flew in to see me from New York who couldn't straighten his knee. And then the second was a little girl who had fallen in gym class whose knee was now stuck in a 30 degree bend and couldn't straighten it for the mm -hmm. last month. And so anyway, uh, it, it goes into that. And then as the book goes on into more complex and difficult cases, I mean, I, I end with uh, a lot of you know, psychological trauma and so forth and, and dietary issues that also create uh, stories that, that I've had successes with dealing with the psychological aspect of pain. And then the final story is uh, one that is still unsolved that I haven't been able to figure out. Isn't it amazing when, when you communicate that way and you have the experiences of just being in practice, 
really, you're going to see everything under the sun, especially when you start talking to people outside of community and promoting yourself as a speaker, as someone who wants to help other, other practitioners too. Then you got to go, okay, if I'm going to open myself up to this, do I really know what I'm talking about? At that point, if and sometimes, like you had mentioned too, I had the same problem. Sometimes I go, you're, you have a situation where I have someone with back pain, but it's not getting better. That point, prefer. Let's see what else we're missing. What's going, what else is going on? You're using your health team. One thing, once once we get into it, really, how to get our how to help that person get better. And when you have a broader impact on people in your community, they're going to come to you with the problems that may not be physical therapy related, may not be for me chiropractic related, but they still want you because they because you built that trust in your community. Yeah, and and a big part of this, as as you know, Tony, is that you have to understand. And so mm-hmm. as a, as a practitioner, and so uh, my results are very consistent where I expect a 30 to 50% improvement in one to three visits. And if I'm not seeing that I'm on the wrong track. And so if I've worked through all of the culprits that I believe are causing pain, usually I can do that within probably five to seven visits. And if we're not getting the results that we expect, that's when the red flags are going off. And then that's when I feel like, okay, we, we, we might need to refer out to someone else, get an MRI, you know, other scan or something like this to see what's going on here. But I can only do that because I, I know exactly what is causing pain in most cases, uh, especially difficult cases. Mm-hmm. And I have a, my, my track record allows me to expect changes rapidly because of it. And so that, that helps guide too. Well, it, it's the confidence, I think, through experience, Rick, that, that you've developed that has allowed you to go, okay, I have these protocols. They work on 90% of people. At that point, I know the problem. It's not working the way I want it to work or in my timely fashion. Let's find out what we might be missing. I, I, I'll do the same thing where I'll send someone out for an MRI. I know what the problem is, but the time frame isn't working within, within what I like. You know, and it's not just me being impatient, right? I, I want things done yesterday. But I want to make sure we're seeing progress through the through the patient's care. You're absolutely right, and uh, that I think that's that's something. If if you if your treatment results in hit or miss results, then you really have a harder time understanding when to re, when to refer out. And this was also an important point in in the book is that you know right now you you're talking to me and I'm sounding pretty confident about how the results I get, what's causing pain and so forth. And I, I feel very confident. However, that was not me, you know, 15, 20 years ago, 25 years None ago. None of us were, know. Rick. We, we, I, had, I, we had to go through the experiences. Yeah, I, I was a failure. And that failure and what I've discovered is a little bit of anxiety <laughs> and depression all mixed together kind of drove me to figuring all of this out. And so uh, I, I, I think it's important that you know, because so many people there, they contact me and they're just like, you know, they, they have this view that I'm just like this guru or something. No, I'm just a person who has taken the time to try and figure this out. And I, I thought it was important to put it in the book that, because, because you read these kinds of books and, and no one talks about their journey to get to the information that they learned and that they know. There we go. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I wanted people to see is, look, I'm just a human being, just like you are. And just like, the people reading the book are. And so I've just been very determined 
to understand this and figure this out. There's no magic that I have that allows me to, to get the results that I have. Well, and the magic, I think, is you putting the time and effort in to really learn it and then put it on paper, like you had mentioned before, spending hours and days and weeks putting it on paper so people can actually understand it. At that point, people aren't going to, most people will not put the time and effort in and not get re, not want to get reimbursed right away. You did it yeah. more out of goodwill than you did. I just want the profession to do well. I want people to get better versus I want to be paid right away. Yeah. And I, I think, well, or get paid at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I think uh, you and I talked about this, you know, before is one of the things that drove me to write my original books in the first place was that, you know, I had taken these set of courses from Dr. Shirley Starman and a PT I had also graduated from the courses with decided not to use the information because he was a manual therapist. And I, and that's when I realized, oh my gosh, I've got, I've got to reach these people because they're not being reached through their practitioner with this information. So that's, that was the you know driver for that initial series of books. Well, I think you, you said it with those initial series of books, Fixing You Method books, you set a standard of what chiropractors, physical therapy, anyone in healthcare should aim for minimally to get people to understand how to take care of themselves. Yeah, well, okay. I, I think so. And, and, and I think my hope is that... I, it's very simple. It's so simple, Tony, to, to understand this stuff. And anyway, I just got another email from someone today who is diagnosed with a multiple segmental, you know, lumbar dysfunction. And I'm just like, well, you know, and he gave me the diagnosis code and I'm just, and, but it was only L5 S1. So first of all, that's not multiple segments. That's just one segment. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, and I, and I explained that, look, we're, a lot of times practitioners will just throw a back pain code in there because they have mm -hmm. no specific understanding of what is causing this back pain. So it's not that you have a multiple segmental dysfunction. It's that you, they just haven't been able to figure out your back pain yet. That's what this code is telling me. So, you know. And one thing you, you've made overall, uh, if someone's a self-care health, if you want to call it so simple because you put the work in to get it there. To, yeah. to go backwards a little bit in the sense where you, you, it, when, when someone's an expert in their field, they make it look easy. And when you yeah. do that, then you have people like, like so, that's sitting information. I have this diagnosis like, okay, that's nice. How do you want me to help you? I'm, I'm not your primary doctor, you know? And yeah. sometimes you got to go, okay, let's, I'll, I'll, and, and I get the same thing where I get people with information. They'll send me the memorize. I'm like, that's nice. What's the next step? I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you my, my advice only knowing this one test when I know nothing else about you or your healthcare. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And for, 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 for word for word, well, I got to do this now because my, because this chiropractor said, or this physical therapist said over here, I'm like, not really. Let's make sure you're on the same page. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. it's really interesting because I, the, the questions that I feel are all based in this component thinking approach because they've been mm -hmm. told by multiple practitioners Oh, you've mm -hmm. got like this multiple segmental dysfunction, mm -hmm. diagnosis code, whatever, right? Or you've got this itis issue, or you've got this, you know, whatever issue. <laughs> and it's, it's all very specific tissue oriented stuff. None of those diagnoses are talking about or even include any understanding of a systems approach to understanding why those things are happening. 
And so, you know, I, I just feel bad for people out there because they're, they're talking to these medical professionals thinking that they have all the answers and they, they don't, which is why they still have pain. Well, and, and I think that's why a big reason people are going outside of their traditional health care to get actual help. They're, they're just tired, fatigued, and, and tired of getting the runaround um, of not getting the right care they need and, and understanding, okay, these people don't help me, even though I have health insurance, they're not there to help me get my health better. It's, it's yeah. sad, but I see that more and more. And COVID was it an excuse or a reason initially, now it's an excuse. Well, because of COVID, we can't see you for four weeks. Because of COVID, we can only can see our your physical therapist once every two weeks. I'm like, it's not going to help someone recover from surgery. No, I yeah, it, it's we can go down that route and different talk, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> quick, yeah. a quick couple of things I was looking at your your table of contents. What's releasing the trigger mean? Uh, releasing tigger. Releasing tigger, tigger. Let's see, see, even see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Tigger? What is that? So Tigger in Winnie the Pooh mm -hmm. uh, is that, you know, overly happy, bouncy, you know, character in Winnie the Pooh. Well, uh, this story is about a guy who walked in with sciatic pain. He had actually had, Tony, two uh, disc surgeries, had been to multiple uh, practitioners. This is for eight years. He had stopped doing just about everything that gave him joy in life. And in uh, 15 seconds we solved his pain and it had nothing to do with his back. And so, uh, so I describe him as walking in as an Eeyore arms crossed, you know, mm -hmm. the opposite. skeptical. And, and that's basically how a lot of people are because they've, you know, failed at so many other practitioners. He didn't even want, like most people who come in to see me, he didn't even want to come and see me. You know, his doctor just said, no, you got to go see this guy. And he's like, I've tried everything. I don't want to, Go see him, you know, and so anyway, so I, I that that title goes towards, you know, I released his inner Tigger <laughs> instead of, nice. uh, you know, getting instead of, you know, him being Eeyore for the rest of his life. And, and leading that into also more of your lower topics, too, is how does that affect someone's emotional state when you release that when you release that Eeyore to become a Tigger? Yeah, well. Uh, this is also brought up in another, uh, uh, the pain is a sandcastle. That was a, a trigeminal yeah, neuralgia. Yeah. yeah, number yeah. chapter 11. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, these people, they, they operate under a cloud of pain and you don't get to see the real person anymore, you know? And so all of these ERs, I don't know if it happens to your clinic, but in my clinic, a lot of people came to our clinic and were really grumpy and mean to our receptionists. And I, mm -hmm. and I tried to tell the receptionist, look, this has nothing to do with you. They're in pain and they're frustrated and skeptical and angry and all sorts of things because everyone's telling them they can solve their pain and then they have, then they don't. And then they have to go on to the next person and blah, blah, blah. So it has nothing to do with you. Just understand that this anger and frustration has to do with their pain, not about you. And so these people don't want to live their lives angry and upset, you know? And so this is, you don't, so a lot of times we don't get to meet the real people until their pain is alleviated. Then you Good. get to see the real person come out. And mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing when you see someone emerge, the, the person who they were supposed to be, you know? And almost that pain makes their whole body 
we call it, I call it fight or flight, stress, depressed. At that point, now their whole, their whole mood and being psychological, emotional, physical has become more of a stress state. So once you get there, our, our job as self permission is to get that state to change by getting their body to change. And like you said, once yeah. you see someone say certain things, you go, now I got them. They, the hopes and their hope, they have hope again. Yes. They, their life isn't going in the gutter. Their life is actually get back to where it was before they had the pain. And I think that's yeah. our number one, even though you have it at number 11, I think that's the number one topic uh, or number one thing we should focus on is how do we change someone's emotional state because we physically help them improve their life and then make sure it stays as much as we can that, to, to help promote that, guide them to stay there too. I had someone come in today. She's like, what, what exercise can I do? Cause I'm feeling better. I went to work. She's a nurse and goes, my, my people at work says, what's wrong with you? And, and I go, what do you mean? What's wrong with you? You're so happy. Now you're not mopey. You have more energy. You're more talkative. You know, you don't come in like you, like you just woke up. You know, so, and it's something that that emotional state change allowed her, even her coworkers to give her that third person point of view. Hey, you are getting better. Mm-hmm. And now she wants to get that to stay there. And as you know, become her normal physiological state. Yeah. And, and a couple of the stories in there in regarding the psychological issues, it also mm-hmm. works the other way around. Changing mm-hmm. the emotional state. Solve these other people's pain. Nice. They had to change the emotional state. Luckily, you know, I have an ability, a a little technique that I use to help me identify whether someone's emotional state is causing their pain. And so uh, when I identify that, then I have them go to see a psychologist or someone like that to work through that stuff while they're working through my mechanical, more mechanical issues. But it it works both ways. You know, the body and mind is a yin yang. You know, it works both Mm -hmm. ways. You know, it, it's all connected, right? And like I said, it's one wiring system. How do we get them both to work better? And then work, and for me, work within my specialty and make sure they're getting their, the help they need outside my specialty. Yeah. Well, what was going on with these people is that they, uh, once again, they didn't respond to my mechanical corrections, my habit, you know, behavioral, you know, neurological, whatever. And so I'm just like, hmm, something's going on here. And that's when I thought, I'm going to check out this other aspect and boom, that was exactly what it was. And that's again, like what we just talked about when you understand and when you have an expectation of how someone should be proceeding, it allows you to move more quickly onto the things that will get them better. You want to share your secret? Is that for another, another talk? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. It's in the book. So uh, it's just this technique I learned. So what it does is it, it calms down our nervous system significantly okay. and okay. It takes about 20 to 30 minutes to do really well and so luckily in physical therapy or at least how i ran my clinic before i sold it <laughs> i could take 30 or 20 or 30 minutes to do that with someone and so what would happen is we, we would use this technique to calm down their nervous system it involved um uh the pain receptors in the skin the different types of pain receptors and so forth but anyway uh what i would expect is uh both of these people that I highlighted in the story, their pain went away uh, for a day or two with no other intervention other than this technique. So what this showed me was that their nervous system tension 
something in their in, in their stress response was driving the biome biomechanical patterns in their bodies. And that's what I, you know, and that's what I told them. I said, look, we can continue with this, but you know, your stress patterns, your anxiety, your depression, whatever emotional trauma, whatever it is, is setting up a, a, a tension pattern in your body that's causing you pain. I can solve the tension pattern. I can't solve that source though. You need to see that source. And boom, that was it for them. That was the that it's was the, problem. the primary source of your technique to help them understand what it is. Do you refer them to a special psychologist, psychiatrist, or let them? No. Okay. Just any Figure just any out. therapist to talk about okay. it. And I I would work with a therapist if if a therapist wanted to talk to me directly. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's never really happened. <laughs> so, and that's fine with me. They, they're dealing with their realm of things and I'm dealing with mine. But in my clinic, the patient would talk with me a little bit about what was going on with therapy if they felt comfortable with it while we were working through the physical issues as well. It's amazing how they both work together. So, so can, can I won't call it congruent, where you can you can you can use your method to really help someone understand again their quality of life getting better. That's this is the key quality of life. Yeah. One too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, it's a it's a blessing, and when you, you know, when you can stumble on these things, Tony, it's just, uh, you know, it it makes me feel good about what I'm doing. You know, uh, when I, we can identify these kinds of things that maybe other people hadn't thought of. So they have, and I want to say they have taken the time to understand how to do it to help their patients from a bigger perspective for one. Yeah. Well, it, I, I learned this technique in the first place because I had a feeling that people's, I, I didn't know. I mean, we all say that our emotional and stress patterns affect our body. I needed a mechanism to test that theory though. And so I found this technique that allowed me to do that. And so uh, that allows me to very specifically understand, well, how much, you know, if their pain was only 50% better after that, well, that tells me, well, we, we have about 50% of emotional and 50% physical to solve. But when they come back and say, my pain was completely gone for two days, when they were used to having chronic pain every single day, that's a yeah. significant change. Huge. And you're, again, yeah. quality of life is improved for that person. You're, you're getting to understand uh, something where, as, as you know, they're not coming through with you for the, the problem initially, you're the probably third, fourth, fifth practitioners are coming to it looking for help. Eighth or fifteenth? How about eighth yeah. or fifteenth or whatever? I mean, seriously, and, most and people months, just maybe sometimes filming. years later. Too. It's months and years yeah. later. It, it's not just yesterday, right? Last one I want to go over with you too. Chapter eleven: Pain is a sandcastle. What's that chapter about? Uh, so that is about uh, a lot of people listening to this may not have ever heard of this condition. It's called trigeminal neuralgia. And the trigeminal nerve is a cranial nerve that originates in our brainstem. And it is a sensory nerve that feeds our eye socket, sinuses, and, and jaw and, and palate. And it's one of the most, it's one of the top 20 most painful conditions in the world. And uh, the current medical wisdom is that you need to have surgery to solve this. And that conservative care can't touch it because it's a cranial nerve, right? Mm. I've helped three people with this now. And it's, it's because, and if you look at the chapter, you'll see that there's a unique feature of this nerve that allows me, I believe, to help. I've, I can only propose a theory about how I, what I did and what, how that helped. 
I think it's correct, though. It seems to make sense. So anyway, those of if you've ever heard of anyone with trigeminal neuralgia, it's an awful, awful painful condition and it involves usually just one side of the face, too. And it's actually anyway, really to work. They, they can't do anything when you have that. When it's severe enough, you, you're, you're bedridden, correct? No, that's correct. And, and the woman who had this, you know, I, uh, she, you know, she was a photographer. She liked to hike. She, you know, she, mm. she was like uh, so worldly and active. And this just reduced her to just a, a deep, dark little shell of herself. And what was beautiful, we talked about this just a minute ago, is I got to see her emerge, you know, and that was really, you know, wonderful. It's one of those things where it, it, it does, you're, you're, you've changed their whole future in their life to a better state, which they may not, they may go down to a further depressed state or suicidal state or something like that. Once, once you get to a certain point in your life, you're like, nothing I can do. It's almost, you're helping them go the other way. It, it's amazing yeah. when you can help anyone who's been practicing who has done that. It keeps your blood flowing to, to have maybe someone else another five years will happen to, you know, we just, we want to help people so much. You don't know how you're going to help them until you really care about them and, and that you build that trust for that patient. Yeah. And, and the reason I put this because it is a really obscure, difficult case, you know, a diagnosis to treat. I mean, I was begging other doctors in Denver to send their trigeminal neuralgia patients to me and they refused or didn't care or whatever because conservative care shouldn't be able to help. But the reason I put that story in there, I have a couple of trigeminal neuro neuralgia stories in there, but the reason I put them in there is because it beautifully illustrates how significant systems approach, uh, so, you know, solving things with a systems approach point of view can be. There is no reason that I should be able to help someone with a cranial nerve problem, a problem originating in their brainstem. The only way I can help them is through an, a deeper understanding of our systems in our body and how they would affect what turns out to be the nucleus of that trigeminal nerve that extends down to cervical level three, two and three. So this is, this is the beauty of a systems approach and is that it allows us to fix things that so many other people couldn't fix because they were thinking about the component. They were thinking about the trigeminal nerve just as a trigeminal nerve, not mm -hmm. how things systemically would affect that, that nucleus of the trigeminal nerve. Is what connects there? What, how, like I said, what can stress that area out? You've done so much, I want to call it back end research to help people in general understand a better sense of how to get and stay healthy. And, and I, I wish and I hope, and hopefully schools do pick it up. Your overall research, hopefully before you die, exactly how everything works. This is the plan, right? Well, not, my plan is. Hopefully, I put a statue for you, Rick. Put a statue somewhere <laughs> for you. My my plan is not to. I don't believe this information will ever be taught in schools, and the reason is is because our national board exam, you you mm -hmm. can't create research around systems approaches, because it's yeah. multifactorial. You can't isolate things. So therefore, it can't be part of this evidence-based research that everyone is proposed, you know, says it has to happen in order to treat people. And this kind of stuff isn't on national board exams. Therefore, this information will never, I believe, ever really be taught in school. 
for that reason. However, that's fine because what we're taught in school really helps us with component problems, acute mm-hmm. tears, strains, broken bones, post-surgeries, all sorts of things like that. We do really well with. So that's fine. When uh, So I, I think my course, its place is after people graduate from school mm-hmm. and then they are struggling with chronic pain conditions from their first between one and five years as a practitioner. This is where learning the systems approach will expedite your learning. And you can, like my therapist, fresh out of school, were master clinicians within six to eight months. They could solve anything that walked through our doors. Wow. Using this information, anything. You're almost mentoring your peers, your colleagues, physical therapists, to get to a higher state of competency and experience that may take a, may take a someone who's coming out of school 10 plus years to learn, correct? Uh, you know, some people never learn it, Tony, because our focus in physical therapy now is going towards manual therapy, manipulation, soft tissue work, dry needling, all that kind of stuff, which is fine. That works for a lot of cases. But when someone isn't responding to that, it's because there's a lack of, of a systems approach. And frankly, it's not just physical therapy, it's chiropractic, it's coaches, it's yoga instructors, Agreed. personal trainers, Agreed. surgeons. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Everyone needs to learn this. Who, anyone who, who deals with movement and helping people either perform a sport better, move better, or reduce pain needs to understand this information in order to really understand what they're doing, I feel. So it's not and just physical how to help someone's, someone's broader well-being, not just their pain level. Absolutely. Great. I mean, it has huge, I mean, uh, I think the third paragraph is, I can't, I can't even remember the title of it, but anyway, it involves an NFL lineman who had mm. chronic hip and ankle pain for nine years and it mm. was gone in three days. Gone three days, and a and a elite cyclist. His pain was gone on his very next bike ride that day. The day that I examined him, his pain was gone after he just followed a simple recommendation. So this, I mean, it's performance, it's pain, it's 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 you know revealing who you really are rather than living in a cloud of pain, enjoying your life again. This is what I and and. And I believe anyone can do what I do. You know, anyone yeah. can do this. Yeah. It's just taking the time to really to, to learn it and, and make it part of your kind of awareness of how you think as a clinician or at personally, how do you seek information out? How do you, how do you learn how to learn? I think you've yeah. given both, both perspectives for both colleagues and the community exactly how to do that. So thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, well, sure. It's my pleasure, <laughs> but I, you know, I'd love someone to put me out of business, <laughs> you know, that's, just, that's the hope, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we, we have our stuff on our, on the poster one too. your website, rickoldeman.com. Um, we have links to actually buy this book and look at the excerpts on there too, with all the, all the, uh, outline and also the preface on Amazon. We have that link too. How do you want to end the show? What's, what's your takeaway today, Mr. Rick? Well, I, I just want people to understand that there is another way of looking at their bodies than, especially if you've been dealing with chronic pain, there is another way of solving chronic pain and looking at your pain than how you've been looked at, especially if you've had chronic pain, if you have chronic pain, 
it means you need a different way of looking at your body. And I have developed that over these 25 years. It's very effective. And uh, I want to give people hope, you know, that they can solve this. Good. And Quickly. I think when, 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 they, when they search you out and understand your mindset, that you're there, they're just that really help them. At that point, they have to do the work also to make sure they're, they're, they're not just reading a book, they're actually imp implementing things and con connecting with you and your other peers that understand this material to follow those protocols. So thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not me who's causing their pain. It's, it's them. So yes. they have to do the work, right? <laughs> <laughs> what I want to do is take one more shot, one more picture of us being on the edge of our, of our, uh, um, of our, of our screen. At that point, I'm going to put that book right in the middle there, the title, so you can see that image too. Okay. Oh, sure. Let's go. Right, I'm going to go right uh, the edge over here. Yeah, go, there, go this way. There you go. There you go. And go a little closer, a little closer. Right. And there. Cool. All right, Doc. You have a cool, good Tony. day. Thank you for your help. I'm, I'll go to the back room. Hold on one second. I'm gonna. I'll hold them back room. Give me one second here. Close this one out.